Good morning. Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Bodies podcast. I'm so glad you're here. And thank you for being patient. I'm a little late in posting this. This is actually my like 15th time recording this episode because I'm just so chaotic, so all over the place, and I cannot freaking focus and just like make sense. So I just keep re recording it. Anyway, this is going to be it. This is going to be the one I post. Okay. I'm telling you right now, I'm committed. If you're new here and wondering what this podcast is, it's kind of an ex- extension of the Hit Bodies program. So Hit Bodies, we're like a workout group, but we also like most of us follow some type of intentional nutrition and I work out live alongside my clients. So a lot of workout videos, that's just my opinion, but I feel like they're more about entertainment than like giving you a workout that that trainer would do to get in shape themselves. So I am giving you the workout that I do myself to get in shape. Of course, providing modifiers, encouraging you to use weight that's appropriate for your strength level. But with that, when we're workout buddies, we chatting. We're chatting about life. We're chatting about like fitness stuff. We're chatting about like all sorts of things. And so a lot of the times I'm just too freaking out of breath and it would take like an hour and a half for me to talk about all the things I wanted to talk about to do it on the workout. So I'm just, this gives me a chance to just chat with you more, just chat and tell you about what's going on. Uh, Last week, I was literally not helpful in any way, shape or form. I talked about our Disney World trip. So this week I am going to be helpful with you. Okay. I'm going to be helpful and we're going to talk about something. Now I want to encourage you to be open-minded. Okay. Because in the nutrition space, I'm going to tell you there are so many different ways of thinking and when you become really dogmatic and believe one thing to be true and and so for like for example for me when I hear like someone who like really is all about that vegan life once they start talking I can feel myself already like mm, you're wrong right like I don't even I'm not even remotely taking it as the truth and so when what I share with you today and whenever I talk about nutrition, I want you to know I'm always open to being humbled. Okay? I I will it is what I believe to be true right now based on research I've done, based on experience I have, like all of that is why I feel comfortable sharing the information I share with you, but I'm also open to being wrong, okay? And I think anyone who speaks about nutrition should feel that way because it's just an ever evolving topic. I think a lot of different topics are. But as we learn more information, I am open to changing my mind. But in the meantime, I'm going to share with you what I believe to be true, which brings us to the kind of helpful topic that we'll be getting into today, which is keto slash low carb diets. So I was a keto girl from 2016 to 2018. And prior to that, I was like a keto hater. Like I was, I hated it. I was like the stupid, like you know, just, I, I was like what I was just talking about, like you shouldn't be like, and that's what I think that was like the moment when I realized, like once I realized how amazing keto was for me, I was like, see, this is why I need to shut up and stay humble because I just don't know everything. Right. Okay. So anyway, what I wanted to kind of start with, like, what is keto? Well, a ketogenic diet is when you reduce your carbohydrates low enough that your liver begins producing ketones that allow your body to burn fat for energy. There's a lot of amazing things about a ketogenic diet, but I'm going to get into the things that I really noticed. Okay. So in the years, like what kept me going? 
obviously there was like a huge side effect of like rock walking around in a body I felt crazy confident in and I really liked that okay I'm not gonna lie to you but that wasn't like the big motivator because there's a lot like you do not have to restrict carbs to walk around in a body you feel confident okay but what I did notice is like hunger was completely different so when I eat like a regular carbohydrate based diet like what most people eat the way hunger approaches me is it's like I'm laying in bed and a six foot five man is banging on my door screaming my name. It like, it's like, I can't ignore it. I'm hungry. And like, it's, it's right there. It's right there. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, I can't, that's that feeling. I can't, it's just not going to go away until I address it. Right. Whereas when I'm going to get ketogenic diet, the way hunger approaches me, it's like, I'm in my room, I'm watching TV and that same man, the hungry man, he's not outside my bedroom door. He is all the way outside my house. And he's not even knocking or ringing the doorbell. He is just like, hey, you home? You know what I mean? Very easy to ignore. Like, I know he's there. I know he's there. But, like, it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. We can address him on the next commercial break. Okay, no one watches commercials. We all watch Netflix. But you get the point, right? So that's like the biggest thing that I loved about it is I just felt like food because I hate when like all I can think about is food, right? Like when hunger hits me and it's like all I can think about is food and the worst is when you're like really hungry but nothing sounds good. And gosh, do you guys feel like that's like a toddler's life? Like they're like hungry, they want snacks, but they don't want anything. Oh my gosh, that is my son to a T. And I feel it. I feel I totally get it, dude. I'm like, well, I was pregnant. That was definitely my life. Okay. Anyway, that was like me going on a tangent there for a second. (laughs) Okay. So the next thing that I really liked about it was the energy. Okay. So when you eat any type of carbohydrate, what happens is your blood sugar spikes, insulin is released, which allows the cells to open up and kind of like convert the the sugar, the carbohydrates into energy. Okay. The thing is, is as that happens, as the blood sugar goes up and down, your energy tends to go up and down too, right? And so with a ketogenic diet, you don't have the blood sugar highs and lows. So you're going to notice like your energy is way more stable throughout the day. Like it's crazy. You don't get that like 2 p.m. crash. Now this does not happen to everyone. I'm personally of the belief that if it doesn't happen to someone, they were doing keto wrong. I know that's like, I'm gaslighting them into like not believing their truth. But like, I know, I just, I really believe that it, well, okay. Keto isn't for everyone. I should just stop and like believe people. But I really think if you stick with keto and you become truly fat adapted, that's the key. It doesn't happen after one day. Your body is converting its energy source from burning carbohydrates for energy to burning fat for energy. So that does take a little bit of time, especially if your body's never done it before. So once you hit that point, like the energy, oh, it's so good. I'll never forget Cameron and I, when we lived in Montana, we had been eating keto for like ever, right? And we went home to Washington. And what do you do when you go to your hometown? You eat all the things that you've been missing. At least that's what I do. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's what I do. So Cameron, his his choices are taco time. So overrated. I don't get it. Google it. If you don't know what taco time is, Google it. He likes this. He is so gross. And he like hyped this up. I, I tried it. He likes the crispy burrito and he dips it in ketchup. 
get out of here that's so gross at least dip it in like sour cream and salsa you know because he like talked about it like dipping it in ketchup like this was going to be the most like amazing thing no Cameron just grew up dipping everything in ketchup I have now like learned that about my husband he just dips a lot of way too many things in ketchup okay anyway moving on uh he also wanted ichi teriyaki if you don't know this about Seattle best teriyaki and it's not just the teriyaki, it is the salad dressing. I have mastered how to make the salad dressing. If you need the recipe, let me know. It's not good for you. It's like mayonnaise and sugar, but hey, it's really good. Okay, for me, Old Spaghetti Factory. Mm, old Spaghetti Factory is it. That creamy pesto salad dressing, their bread, mazit their cheese with brown butter, clam sauce. I actually, my ex-boyfriend was a manager so like part of why I gained like 40 pounds after high school was because he would bring that home for me like every freaking night. Isn't that terrible? Terrible, but also like not terrible at all. <laughs> anyway, so those were the things that we had to check off our list. Wow, that would that went that took me so much longer to and I didn't even get to all of them because I also had to go to Bahama Breeze. That was the restaurant I used to work at. Mod Pizza because Mod Pizza is amazing. Okay. Anyway, what happened was we got really tired. And we were like looking at each other. We're like, wow, all I want to do is nap. I don't feel this way normally. Like I'd never realized how much keto helped me like with my energy until I was no longer keto. And so like we both were craving getting back to like feeling good. And actually fun fact after that trip, that was when I found out I was pregnant. Like right after like we I got pregnant on that trip. And then so immediately, I don't know if you know this about being pregnant, but meat doesn't sound good peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with a glass of milk was like all I wanted. Also bagels. Bagel is so weird. I know. So anyway, I've never really found my way back to keto in the same way again, but I'm hoping that now that I'm done having babies, I feel like now, now I could be that girl again. So we'll see. We'll see. That's what we're kind of getting into. So those are some things that I love about it. I also just, because of that, because of the lack of hunger, because of the good energy, because of all of that, I felt like I could really walk around in a body I felt so good in. Um, and it also like one of the things that I think a lot of people like about it is the boundaries are clear. So I am, I am an abstainer, not a moderator. If you've never heard of the difference, so it's like, do you do well when someone says, you can have cookies, but you can only have one, or you can have some Halloween candy, but you can only have one piece or like whatever. Like uh, some people do great with that. I am not that person. I just, it's not enjoyable for me to, for someone else to like limit how much I can have of something. It just, I don't like it. Even if that someone else is like my arbitrary goals. Right. But when I eat keto, it's kind of like I stick within these guidelines and it naturally regulates my intake in a way that I see progress and you tend to just not overdo it when you're not eating the pasta, the bread, the dessert, that kind of stuff. And when hunger isn't banging on your door like a six foot five man right outside your bedroom. You know, you know what I'm saying? So that's like kind of some of the things I love about it. There's also a lot of hormonal benefits. So I was reading, you know, like PCOS, if you've ever, I don't know if any of you guys have PCOS. I, I do not that I know of. But there, I remember, oh my gosh, when I was really like in the keto space, I would just constantly see women that were able to reverse their PCOS symptoms and a lot of women who were unable to get pregnant be able to get pregnant. Now, I don't know if that's keto specifically. I don't know if it's like a side effect of the weight loss. You know, I, I truly don't know enough about it. If 
if you guys have followed me on social media at all, you know I am just fascinated by fertility and I do want to learn more about it. And I think that's something that I plan on researching more. But the big thing is like lowering insulin levels, which in turn reverses insulin resistance, which is a big part of PCOS. And that can balance the hormonal system because insulin that, okay. So I don't know if you remember me mentioning when you eat the carbohydrates, the blood sugars increased and the pancreas produces insulin. So when you're not doing that as much or at all, the insulin levels in your body are way lower, which can help improve the insulin sensitivity. And it just brings your, it stabilizes your blood sugar, which chronically high blood sugar is just not good. We can talk about that another day, like what chronically high blood sugar can do to your body. But when you balance the blood sugar, when you balance the hormones, that can like re-enable ovulation and a more normal menstrual cycle, which can improve the PCOS symptoms and potentially help someone with fertility. Um, and this can, this can be done in other ways. It's not to say that keto is the only way. Like a lot of people have experienced this eating like a Whole30 diet or just simply like tracking their food, eating a more normal carbohydrate intake. So it's like, it's not to say that keto is the magic answer, but there's been, I've just seen a lot of stories in the keto space. And I think it's also because ketones, like not the ones you drink, but like the ones that your body produces, it's very anti-inflammatory. So there's like something with like the inflammation, like, so being able to kind of reduce the inflammation in your body simultaneously, I think that can have a big impact too. But again, I don't know enough about that space, but I did want to mention it because I think it's a really cool benefit. Um, now I know there's a lot of keto haters out there and I kind of wanted to address that. It's okay if keto isn't for you. It's okay if a low carb diet isn't for you, but I'm going to say something. I don't, if someone's on that journey for themselves, let them experience it because they're like my mom, part of why I was eating low carb back then was because my mom started eating low carb and my mom was able to get off all of her type 2 diabetes medication, which she had been on for 15 years. I'm serious. Like that's huge. So they're really like, it, it can be the right approach for some people is all I'm getting at. And hey, if it's not the right approach for you, no one's saying you have to do it. But what I'm saying is let people go on their journey, whatever that journey is. If someone's like trying to be vegan and feeling really good about it, hey, go off sister, do it. I will not try to be vegan again. I once tried to be vegan. I was scissor farting. You guys, I just don't think it's like, I'll just, I'm, is my podcast. I'm allowed to say what I want. I just don't think it's healthy. I just don't like, I'm a big believer in the vitamins and minerals and bioavailability in animal foods. I just love it. So yeah. I do I do think I could probably buy better quality meat and stuff, but I actually can't because I can't afford it. Like who grocery prices? Get out of here, man. Get out of here. I want to get chickens, I do, but also I want to be able to go on vacation without paying a fortune for like a house sitter and like the last thing I need is a chicken babysitter. You know what I mean? Cuz we just went to Disney and we had to pay for a house sitter for our dogs, right? And it's like that is like that's a lot of money. It just adds up. So anyway, okay, I'll shut up. So let's move on. Let's move on to part two of this podcast. Okay, so part two is going to be just kind of like my thoughts on some random things. So I'm going to first give you like a quick nanny update. So what I did, so I I can finish most of my work in about 
four hours a day. So Kevin goes to preschool right now, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then my dad helps me with Casey so that I can focus on work. I still nurse her. She, the girlfriend will not take a bottle. Oh my gosh. It, it's a thing. Anyway. Um, and then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I ended up hiring this amazing nanny. So this nanny, she gives me the vibe I told her she gives me is the oldest of a homeschool family. Like she, she's very comfortable around kids of all ages, like babies, toddlers, whatever. Like she's very calm, um, well-spoken, like just, yeah. And sure enough, that's like exactly what she is. She was the second oldest, but the oldest was like quite a bit older. So it was like basically like she was the oldest, if that makes sense. And yeah, she's amazing but she did call in on Thursday. And so if you know my history with hiring nannies is the problem is like, I'm not giving them a full-time job, right? Like I, it's, it's just part-time. So she, I, I do plan on hiring her Monday through Friday come summertime. And, and that's the agreement we have. Like she'll start Tuesdays and Thursdays now. And then once she's out of school for summer, we'll do Monday through Friday, which I'm super excited about. And I'll kind of share more about that in a second. But it was like day two and she called out. She was she was feeling sick. And I'm like, okay, is this a sign? Because I've had like really flaky nannies in the past. And my work is somewhat flexible, but also it's not. Like I have to go live to do my workouts. I'm like going live with like a three-year-old running around or like a baby that's like, you know, it's just, it's not, yeah, it's not realistic to like think enough to, yeah, I don't know. It's I keep my workouts casual, but not quite that casual, okay, is what I'm getting at. So anyway, I'm just like panicking a little bit. Like, what am I going to do? Because with Casey not taking a bottle, that really limits the approach to childcare I can have. Like, I have to have something in the home. I don't know. I'm just panicking a little bit. But so Kevin with preschool, I had talked about a couple weeks ago how Kevin just really, he doesn't mind preschool, but he doesn't like it. Um, Like, he... I don't know. He likes, so he has a couple friends there and he likes hanging out with them, but there's just a lot of kids. He barely talks. Uh, one of the things that I think really bothers me is I see him like, like, like putting his finger in his mouth a lot when he's there. Like when I pick him up, when Cameron drops him off, like it, and I, whenever I'm around him and I see him doing that, I always like, like get your finger out of your mouth. Right. Like, but I can tell it's like a, I'm uncomfortable thing, like a nervous habit. And I can tell he's just, he's been there for about two months now and he's just not comfortable. He has a buddy there that he was like friends with before. And so they hang out a lot and they have fun, but I don't know. He just really hasn't taken to it. And I think my thing is, is I don't think preschool offers so, like, I think it's supposed to be fun to me. It's supposed to be fun, right? And it's like, if you're not enjoying yourself, I feel like there's other ways we can teach you your ABCs and get you socialized in environments that you're a little bit more comfortable in. Uh, Cause I like, I want him to be able to talk, right? Like I've, <laughs> I don't want him to be so overwhelmed and nervous. He doesn't talk. Cause I was a shy kid too. So I don't know. I'm, I love a lot of you guys had opinions on it and I am open to what you're saying. I am. Um, I, I am leaning towards homeschool right now, not because I think like there's a lot, there's so many reasons I want to homeschool, but I, so what I'm thinking is like come summertime, the preschool that we go to is year round. So he could continue to go during summertime, but as we get closer, I'm going to give him the option. Like, do you want to stick with preschool? 
as of right now, I think it's going to be a hard no. Like he just, he doesn't like it. And I'm, I'm also like, and maybe that's like, people would look at me and say like, that's bad parenting. Like don't, you know, you got to make your kids do it. But I think there's other ways to achieve what you achieve in school, but in an environment that they might feel more comfortable in. Some kids love it. Like some kids like look forward to it and they're obsessed with it. And like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, we'll see. Okay. Moving on the, what we're doing inside hit bodies is kind of the next topic. So this week we're combining basic strength moves, which is commonly what we're doing within hip bodies is like the basic strength moves, the deadlifts, the squats, like that kind of stuff, right? And we're combining it with functional body weight moves. So moves that, I don't know, like help you in regular life, help you in day-to-day life, but, you know, maybe challenge your mobility a little bit, challenge your core strength a little bit, that kind of stuff. So that is what we were doing this week. Pretty excited about it. We did, I'm as I'm recording this, we did the first one this morning and it was really nice. It did not kick my butt the way last week did though. So the next topic is something I'm killing it at lately. And I want you to think about something you've been killing it at lately too, as you listen to this, because gosh, it, I'm not going to lie. It challenges me each week to like, think about like, mm, what am I, I don't know. We just have a tendency to be really self-critical. At least I do. So the next one that I have been thinking about is I think I'm doing a really good job of connecting with my husband. You know, Casey's just about six months old. And I would say at this point after Kevin, I I don't, we weren't like struggling, but it's just like, we didn't feel very connected. Like it's, it's hard after you have a kid, after you add a new human to your family, it's just, it's a lot, especially like a human that is completely dependent on you. So having two kids and making this adjustment, I just think we're doing a really good job of connecting and staying close and like, just being friends and like laughing together and being romantic with each other, all that stuff. So I'm just feeling really proud of that. So I would love to hear what you've been killing it at lately too. The next one is meals I'm loving. So last week I did dinnerly, which full review of dinnerly, not a fan. I felt like I had to have a lot of ingredients on hand for the, for it to be a meal kit. It was like, I, two cups of milk. That's like a, I don't know that like milk isn't something I always have on hand. So it just felt like, like, okay, salt, pepper, oil. I get it. But lots of milk. Right. And then one, one recipe, it was like a, it was like a crispy chicken taco situation. So I was, I didn't think I would have to like deep fry chicken but I did. I had to de- so I had to have so much oil on hand. So yeah, I just wasn't impressed for, for me. Um, with that being said, the favorite meal that I did have from them was this like Asian pork dish. I, I cannot remember. I honestly, even if I read the name to you, I wouldn't be able to say it right, but it was really freaking good. We had it for dinner last night, 10 out of 10 recommend. I'm going to say pork shingiaki something like that but I'm I know I'm saying it wrong I know I'm like remembering it wrong but it was really good okay but I'm going into keto I'm going into keto because I finished my last dinnerly meal so last week I ate low carb meals during the day and then like I ate a more balanced meal at night to kind of ease into the low carb life okay so yesterday I made these sausage puffs it's a keto sausage puff it's like coconut flour cheddar cheese um, sausage obviously and like eggs I like to add like chives or something like that if I have it on hand I, I don't know I'll add different things for like extra flavor but if you've ever had like those like bisquick sausage puffs they taste exactly the same as that they're just as good but they're low carb and they're made with coconut flour and they are 
like I've made them for people who are not keto and they have no idea the difference. So I can, I can share the recipe with you if you want. Anyway, that's the meal I'm loving this week. Kevin has already eaten like three or four of them. He loves them. And I just made them yesterday. So it's just feeling like a win all around. And it's something I'm loving. I had it for breakfast today. I'm probably going to have a couple with lunch. They're just so good. The next thing and the next section is workout wins this week. So I'm kind of disappointed because I did not do pull or deadlifts last week. And I didn't do them the week before because I was on vacation. So I was a little disappointed in that, but I did my pull-up practice, which is where I, I have a bunch of different things I do. I want to give you the lowdown. I do. But honestly, if you're in hip bodies, you can do it alongside me. I go live when I do it. I made, like, I kicked my own butt with that. Like it is so hard and I'm going to do it again today. I'm going to do it again today and I will go live every time I don't do anything behind my hit fam's back. Okay. If I'm doing something to get stronger or whatever I'm doing, I'm live I'm doing it. Okay. Anyway, I kicked my own butt with that. So I'm feeling proud. I feel like I'm going to be getting stronger with that. I feel like I'm going to be able to do my five pull-ups by my birthday. We will see for sure. They actually have a gym at the resort I want to go to. Did I tell you guys I want to go to Cancun? I actually don't even remember if I told you that or not. I feel like I've been constantly talking about it, but I don't remember if I said it on the podcast. Whatever. Anyway, I might be in my I might be in Cancun for my birthday, so we'll see. But they have a really nice gym there. Anywho, God, you know what's embarrassing? I have I have pictures in my legitimate underwear in the gym in Cancun from my bodybuilding days. That's how much I was so confident and obsessed with my own body. I went to the gym in my underwear. Like, who does that? Who does that? I'll tell you who. People who just did a bikini competition. Okay. Um, anyway, next section, things I'm obsessed with. My husband's birthday was last week and he got me bumper plates. I've been wanting bumper plates. If you don't know what they are, they are plates for like your barbell that are made out of rubber. So you know like how like the metal clangs, but like these don't clang. It's like it's rubber. So it's like it kind of bounces off of the ground. So it's just really nice, especially for deadlifts and stuff like that. And honestly, the weights I have are like rusty and disgusting. So I've been wanting to upgrade my weights for a while and I'm just... So nice of him. So nice of him. I'm obsessed with my bumper plates. I know you're like, cool, Chelsea. That's like the most boring answer ever, but I'm excited about it. (sighs) And now to the most unpopular opinions. Today, I'm about to say something that a lot of people don't agree with, but I'm going to say it, okay? And it's the way I approach sun exposure, okay? So, okay, let's be clear. I do wear sunblock when I'm going to spend a lot of time at what I call like peak sun hours. So like between like noon and like 4 p.m. If you're going outside in the summer, especially in the south between noon and 4, you better be wearing sunblock. Okay. But it can be really hard to do the sunblock battle with a small child. It's hard to apply to my own back. So for the most part, I kind of avoid the sun during that time of day during summer. But I love going to the beach like every single freaking day during the summer. So I love to go in the morning and I love to go in the evenings. And I don't, I, I'm i not, it's usually like I'm the only adult, right? Like it's me and well, it was before it was just Kevin, but now I have two kids, right? So the way I approach sun exposure is it's unpopular, but I do the gradual exposure method. So I do 
five minutes at a time in the sun, increase to 10 minutes at a time in the sun. And that could be multiple times a day. So I do like five minutes, go inside, five minutes, go inside, and then do like 10 minutes, go inside, 10 minutes, go inside. And like, I'm not that anal about it. It's just like, we'll go outside. Like I'm starting to do it right now. Like I'll go outside with Casey and Kevin and Kevin will ride his bike with his shirt off, just some shorts on. And like Casey, I have her in like kind of, I don't know, like a tank top, that kind of thing. And we're just getting some sun exposure in. That way our sun, our bodies can handle <laughs> being in the sun during the summer without being completely slathered in sunblock. Now, if you're listening to this and you are just cringing, you're like, oh my gosh, you're going to get skin cancer, blah, blah, blah. You know what? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I personally have a pretty deep belief that the sun, if, if done correctly, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. You try to avoid burning. I think burning is a big one. And I also think it's like what you put on your skin. So I think like if we put a lot of like, I don't know, like really toxic ingredients in it and then put the sun on top of it, like, I don't know, to me, that's more of the issue. I know this is unpopular. I, do, I People are going to judge me. They're going to be like conspiracy theorists. It's not, look, look, I just, I just have trouble believing the sun is the enemy. I do. I have trouble believing it. I really think it's more of all the crap that's in our lotions and our soaps and even like maybe bathing. Like where I live, the water we bathe in, not great. <laughs> not great. We uh we live down river from it's like a Teflon factory or something. So you know how like Teflon is like super not good, right? Like the like a non-stick pan, like that kind of Teflon. So there's this ingredient called like Gen X. Look it up. Like look up Wilmington water problems and you're going to see it. It's like, I, so we have filters on like everything, like our showers and everything. So anyway, what I'm getting at is like if you're bathing in like water that has that in it every day and blah, 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 like all these different things. And then you like bake those things in the sun I don't know. To me, that seems more dangerous than just like, I don't putting your skin in the sun with some salt water, man. Right. And just like being kind of gradual and smart about it, avoiding burning. Now I'm not saying I'm perfect. I usually do get one sunburn a year. <laughs> so, so I, I don't know, maybe I'll be wrong. I, I, and I am, I'm always open to being humbled, but in this season of my life, I don't have anyone to put sunblock on my back. So I got to have a strategy so I can go in the sun with my kids. Could I just cover my back? Yeah, but hey, mama likes to tan too, okay? Mama likes to tan. So anyway, that's my approach to sun exposure. It's very unpopular. A lot of people disagree with it. So I felt like it was the perfect thing for me to share, especially because we're hitting that time of year around here, which is so crazy because it's February. So like I remember when I lived in Washington, this time of year, we often got like snow days and I looked on Facebook and sure enough, my friends in Washington were getting like some snow days, which is, if you don't know this, Seattle, like... They don't consistently get snow every year, but it's starting to be more consistent. Like every year there's been like kind of a crazy snowstorm. And this year I think there's been like two. I'm a little jealous. I'm a little jealous. I love a good snow day. I Snow makes me happy because I think it brings back the memories of like it would be snowing at night and I would go outside and I loved like, you know, when you look, it's like nighttime and you like look at a like a street light and you can see the snow falling and it's like so quiet and you just know oh, we're not gonna have school tomorrow and like you wait and then you wake up in the morning and then it's like ah oh, no school and then so where I lived growing up we this is so random that I'm talking about this but whatever um we had this big we lived across the street from the neighborhood park okay and to the entrance to a park was a massive hill and we yep you bet 
we were sledding down that hill and the whole park had a lot of hills. So we would do like, we would sled all different parts of it. Cause it was a lot to like walk up that hill over and over to go sledding. But oh my gosh, oh, so many fun memories of that. I had so, so many fun memories of sledding and because it only happened like once or twice a year, it was, it made it even more special, you know? Whereas like when I lived in Montana, it was just snowy, snowy, snowy. So no one appreciated it. And there wasn't really any good sledding places where I lived in Great Falls. It just, yeah, it's just different. So yeah, now where I live, I have seen snow once since I moved here and it was like a light dusting. My husband slept through it. I was trying to tell him, I'm like, wake up. It is snowing. And I have a video of Kevin. I'm like, look, bud, it's snow. I'm like, this is like the most special moment ever. And he's like, it's cold. I want to go inside. (laughs) So yeah, I'm raising a southern boy which okay last thing last thing I feel like I was pretty brief today so I can talk about this so my husband is like he's in the military so he's used to moving a lot he is like itching to move itching because he is a grass is greener kind of guy he is like when we lived in Montana he wanted to move somewhere warmer now that he lives somewhere warmer he's like it's too hot and it's like he's constantly searching this grass is greener thing and I'm like I am putting my foot down. No. Kevin has friends here. I have friends here. I like it. A majority of the year, we have really nice weather. We have the mountains just like a road trip away. Yes, it's like a five-hour drive, and I get that. That's like not close, but it's doable. I mean, it's totally doable. You can drive five hours. Like, yeah, the kids are young now, so it's like, but like as they get older, they'll be able to handle a road trip for the weekend or whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I like it here, okay? I like it. And I, I think it's important to have roots somewhere. I'm not a fan of like moving children. Cause like, okay. Do you think about it this way? Like, especially if I'm going to be homeschooling, I need my village, man. I need my homeschool community. I want to do like co-ops. I want to like be able to like keep that social aspect for my kids. Um, I, yeah, I just, I'm just, I'm not down to start over, over and over. It doesn't interest me. I like settling down, but you know what? That also is like how I feel about <laughs> bars. Okay, back in the day when I like partied and drank, remember the term bar hopping? What? That's the worst. Okay, so it's like you you go in, you sit down, you get a table, you get comfy, you get a few drinks, you're having a good time. You you're you have a home base, right? You have this nice table, and it's like, you know what? It's getting busy in here. It's probably busy everywhere else. Let's close out our tab which is a hassle and let's go to another bar where there's not going to be any room to sit and let's start this all over again why and then again and again no I want to sit down and I want to enjoy my night pick a place and let's enjoy it that's how I approach bar hopping maybe that's probably an unpopular opinion too Okay. Well, anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap it up. I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. If you want to join Hit Bodies, we are still running the special where you can do your first week for a dollar. This will be ending soon. I hired a marketing team and it's like taking us forever to get through all of the things, but we're getting close and they're going to be launching um, our new kind of process to joining the Hit Fam. So if you want this $1 deal, girlfriend, get in there. Let's do it. And I would love to have you. If you don't know what it's like, basically imagine this. So you sign up. I send you a voice message. I'm like, hey, what's up? Welcome to Hit Bodies. So excited to have you. And I kind of want to get familiar with your goals. 
right? Um, you do your first live workout and I'm like, Hey, what's up, Kristen? Or what's up, Ashley? Or what's up, Jessica? Like I'm talking to you during the workout. Even if you aren't on live, I know you're going to be doing it even if it's later in the day. So I'm like talking to you. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. And like, as far as nutrition goes, obviously you're getting these updates on the podcast so you can listen to this. But also I just got done doing a smart goal chat. So like each week we set some goals on a Zoom call. You can come on, you can just like leave comments, like whatever you want. Cause I'm, I'm one of those people, if, if there is an option to do a Zoom call or just comment, mm, I'm a comment. Okay. I'm an introvert. I'm an introverted extrovert. Okay. So I am not going to show my face unless I have to which I totally get. And then in addition to that, on Wednesdays, we do struggle chat, which is where you tell me your struggles and I address them. So if you're like, hi, all I want is to eat sweets after my kids go to bed, I give you some strategies around that. If you tell me I have hit a plateau and I don't know what to do, we're going to talk about it. You know what I mean? So, and sometimes you don't even know what you're struggling with until you hear what somebody else is struggling with. So anyway, it's amazing. It's less than a dollar a day. It's so much fun. Give it a shot. Okay. I will shut up now. Hitbodies.com if you want to sign up. Have a great day. Love you guys. Bye.